Welcome, dear friends, to Cardiac Radio at 11 p.m., nourishing our souls with one more message from the Spirit of Truth. This book, psychographed by two mediums, Chico Xavier Valdo Vieira, in the city of Uberaba, published in 1961, a hundred years after some messages were published by Kardec in the Spiritist Magazine and later in the Gospel According to Spiritism. So these messages talk about the truth. The truth sets us free. Today, let's see what's going to set us free. Andre Luiz, the same spirit doctor of these books, Now Solar, Life Goes On, Liberation, for those who are watching us. Remember, you can go on YouTube and watch the, the movie Now Solar with caption in English. And Life Goes On with caption in English. And you will be able to go through these beautiful understandings of the good spirits. Today it's about observations from creation. Andre Lewis was inspired in item 19 of chapter 3 of the Gospel according to Spiritism. And he talks about there are many dwellings in my father's house. These items about the progression of the worlds. And there is one statement by the Spirit St. Augustine that says, progress is one of the laws of nature. All animal, animate and inanimate beings of creation are submitted to it by the goodness of God, who wills for everything to grow and prosper. There you go. You and I progress. Oh, but no, we do. The day our society realizes that we progress, that we never regress, we'll change everything. Our educational system, the judiciary system, we're going to change every single organization because we're going to see that investing in education, the education of the being, the human being, is the way to go. But not only us, even animals. We're learning beings. How do you feel knowing that you are a learning being? I feel wonderful to know that I learn, that I'm always progressing, that today is the day that I've progressed the most. And tomorrow, I will be even better than today. It's so exciting. And Andre Lewis, inspired by St. Augustine, talking about progress and the progress of the world, he brings us warnings from creation, observations from creation. He begins by saying the divine presence is constitutes perennial truth. Wow. That's a huge statement. How do you handle truth? Are you good at dealing with the truth? I know we've been asking this question since day one of the, the introduction of this book, The Spirit of Truth. But 
since we've come to know that the divine presence constitutes perennial truth, we need to learn how to handle the truth with courage, resignation. And he begins by talking about nature. Even the silence of, of stone speaks of God. The universe poses discipline. The jungle maze reveals order in every detail. In nature, everything requires understanding and respect. The desert is the corpse of the sea. There is wisdom in all things. There is good feature in everything. The darkest clouds reflect the sunlight. Eternity means continuous improvement of repetitions. Without recapitulating movements, the earth would disintegrate. Constructive faith does not fear adversity. The cliff is the in the flood is a safety point. Obedience does not dispense firmness. Humble and submissive, water shapes itself to any container. But resolute and persevering, it goes through the rock. Every enterprise requires culture and practice. Inexperienced, the living person is shipwrecked in the water, adapted. The dead wood sails on the sea surface. The external aspect does not always denounce reality. The wind, supposedly idle, works as the cupid of flowers. Volume does not express value. Although small, the seed is a drop of life. The happy word invariably builds up. In the bird's language, every sound makes a melody. Valor and humility are expressions, expressions of sublime intelligence. If the highest summit receives the rain first, the lowest valleys collect most of the water at the end. To reveal itself, the good does not require a trumpet. Although invisible, the wave of perfume often nourishes and restores. In the field of evolution, peace is every individual's inevitable achievement. Today's precipice will be the plains tomorrow. We'll go back because he has several observations from nature. First saying that the truth of God is everlasting. Look at the rock. It's silence. Speak of God. Because the rock was created by God. What about discipline? Even jungle, it's maze. He has orderly details. You and I know how important it is to be in touch with nature. It's very important, not only to exchange good energies and to, re to breathe in vital fluid. Yes, because in the Genesis by Kardec, we come to know that we can replenish ourselves by walking in nature. 
end by observing nature, to learn with it. Andre Lewis, now he's not being a poet. He's a scientist reporting to us that by observing nature, we can feel God more closely and his designs hand in hand with Kardec in the spirit book. Yes, when he says that in nature, we will find the proof of God. Yes, in the things that human beings couldn't have created. And he says more, in nature, everything requires understanding and respect. Look at the desert. The desert today was the sea of yesterday. So we need to understand. That's why we have the sciences. There's wisdom in all things. Even though the sunflower doesn't have eyes, it senses the light and goes towards it. It's the wisdom of nature. But that's within you too. So interesting. That often we're so far from our nature, from nature, that we doubt the wisdom that even our body has, the wisdom of our body, to do what it needs to do. That's why Andre Luis is reminding us to be a, in synchronicity with nature, to observe nature, to be more in nature. And you don't need only to go outside, be outdoors. You can watch documentaries because documentaries not only show it, but they explain as well. There is good feature in everything. Even the darkest clouds reflect the sunlight. Now he's gonna say something that is one of the most striking parts of the message today. Eternity means continuous improvement of repetitions. Without recapitulating movements, the earth would disintegrate. What about us? Remember in the book Evolution into Worlds, and there Louis talks about us being learning beings, they need effort and repetition to evolve. So it's important to teach our children, grandchildren, our students, keep working on it. The more you do it, you will master it. Repeat the lesson. Now, this is a huge parenthesis for us. Why? Because every reincarnation has a central theme. What is your central theme? In the book, Action and Reaction, Andre Luis unveils that fact for us. Central theme. You may be asking, Vanessa, please, what is it? What is a central theme? Let's say somebody was reborn to learn how to stop stealing. So, in every educational curriculum, 
Every good teacher will repeat the lesson to make sure the student has learned. How many times we repeat the lesson thinking that we're just repeating because we didn't know? No, you need to repeat because you need to reaffirm, I learned it, I know it, I got it. For example, somebody who reincarnated to stop stealing. So the person sees a pen, somebody left the pen, and they pick it up and take it for themselves. Hmm. Next time, another time in the same life. Let's see if this person learned. Yeah, this is not my pen. I'm not going to pick it up. And then in a while, a same test, a pen shows up and the person comes by and say, no, it's not mine. I'm not going to take it. Till the day the person looks at the pen, doesn't even contemplate taking it for him or herself. Why? Because it's totally out of their thinking, not even inciting the thought. That's why we need to repeat the lesson until we change the association of elements that keep conditioning us to that direction. We need to counter condition ourselves. So if in your life, a certain theme keeps repeating. It's not only because you didn't learn. It's because you need to solidify your learning. We need to be more positive in understanding God's educational methods. God is showing you and I that central theme being tasked but it's also an exercise to teach us to solidify that teaching in us, the learning experience. We need to be positive about God's method. Sometimes we look at the occurrences in life and we're so negative. I think this is coming to punish me. I think this is coming just to see if I'm good enough. No. God doesn't do things this way. God is good, just, loving, all-encompassing. God created us, for God's sakes. So God is saying, it's as if God is putting the pen here, and I say figuratively speaking, to say, I will show you how good you are, because one day, you will not even think about taking it for yourself. It's God training us like a coach, like a trainer, saying, come on, I'm going to show you. See? Look. Look at the pen. Look at the pen. It's just a pen. It doesn't need to be yours. If it's not yours, then it doesn't need to be yours. It's God kindly teaching us that we're better than we imagine. God loves us. God doesn't play tricks. But Vanessa, I play tricks on myself. I sabotage myself. But where's God in you? You have God in yourself. Start seeing the positive. 
and you see sabotage is going to stop. Find the blessings. Keep doing mental hygiene daily. Spiritual hygiene. And we'll see. That's why the next saying by Andrew Lewis is constructive faith does not fear adversity. See how positive spiritism is. Jesus was the first positive psychologist on the earth. The first. Talking about happiness, the kingdom of God. Talking about the good news. And here we are more than 2,000 years later and yet... Oh, it's not so good. I'm not so good. Life is not as good as I expected. No, no, no. Life is wonderful. You are wonderful. And this is not Pollyanna style. It's not La La Land. It's not, no. It's reality. Constructive faith does not fear adversity. I will repeat. Constructive faith does not fear adversity. Why? Look at Jaziel in the book, Paul and Stephen. Did he fear adversity? No. His father? Yes. Why didn't Jaziel fear adversity? Because he had God. That's constructive faith. It's when your faith is so active, reasoned, you know God loves you. God's not playing tricks on you or on me. God loves us. Don't you love it too? Don't you love God too? We know we do love God. And the more we contemplate God's creation, the more we love God. So we need to repeat the lessons. Eternity means continuous improvement of repetitions. Continuous improvement, meaning every time we repeat, we're going to change something else. We're going to work on a different nuance. That's why. That's why. He's going to say to us that in the details, we're going to repeat and refine ourselves. So we would say, the goal of life is inner refinement. Inner, in, when people say improvement means achieving excellence. We love this word, excellence. But not this external excellence. It's the excellence within, with God. So next time a lesson is repeated in our lives, let's be optimistic and see. What else can I see in this scenario that I haven't seen yet that I can make it even better? Not only I'm going to find this pen, but I'm going to find the person who, whose pen this is. Hmm. That's a new take on it. Huh? Not only stopped stealing or willing to steal, or, but also helping others.
The lesson repeats so we can improve always and seek that corner that we didn't ace. And he says, obedience does not dispense firmness. Look at water, so fluidic, so obedient, goes into any container, yet strong, going through the rock, drop by drop. It reminds me of the Tao, the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu that talks about water. He says, being water. We need to be like water. We obey and we're firm. Some people think that water is so fragile. No, so strong because of its flexibility. Some people don't want to change because they feel they're going to be weak if they say they don't change. That's the opposite. The more malleable, moldable, flexible you are, the stronger you are because you adapt. Look at Darwin when he talked about adaptation. The, the species that survive are the ones who know how to adapt. If I have problems adapting, I will incur in problems for my existence. So the more adaptable I am, the better it is. Every enterprise requires culture and practice. Inexperienced, the living man shipwrecked the water, adapted the dead wood sails on the sea surface. He's talking about the importance of acquiring experience. Remember, life is about knowledge, one wing, and love, wisdom, right? So we need to growing experience as well. So if we keep ourselves in a certain routine that doesn't give room to new learning, it's bad. We need to be like children. Every day learn something new. But we as adults, we stop that. We can't. We need to be open to the new. And he says that the wind works as Cupid of flowers, and in that, he will expand reality, bringing the pollen of the flowers to other locations, spreading opportunities of life. He says, volume does not express value. Even small, the seed is a drop of life. How often? I see people, we see people not engaging in certain activities or certain opportunities because they think it's not expressive. I want to do something that is going viral. And volume does not express value. Look at the tree today. It was a seed yesterday. It's, it's amazing. If you go around and see these tall trees, 
think the day they were simple seeds. Unbelievable. You and I are like this. One day we're going to look at ourselves and be like mesmerized by God's presence in all of our actions. True synchronicity. And he says, happy word invariably builds up. Happy word. And he talks about the bird that makes melody. Imagine the day we learn how to speak so wisely that everything we speak becomes melody. So harmonious. Happy word. The importance of speaking well. The importance of speaking well. Remember Divaldo Franco telling me in a train trip from 2003, 18 years ago, in a trip after a very snowstorm from Boston, Massachusetts to Baltimore, Maryland. And he said, Anissa, when I had my angina, my heart issues, I went seeing the Sai Baba in India. And the Sai Baba, I was able to sit down with a translator and he asked me what I needed. And I said, he touched my heart. From that day on, I didn't feel anything. And he said about speaking well, thinking well, feeling well, and doing things of the good. So learning to speak in harmonious ways. We need to stop this frenetic way of speaking to people out of our minds and speak with harmony. I wish people could use their iWatch that has the physiological measurements to measure their cardiac rhythm to see how it changes when we speak to one another, especially in particular ways. So learning to be harmonious. When we speak, we involve others with harmony. Plus, we in spirit doesn't know that our Vitality, the ectoplasm, is constantly being produced, whether we're super mediums or not. And it magnetizes the ears of people who are listening to us. So we're speaking with intention of harmonizing, of being a pacifier, a peacemaker, somebody who soothes other people. What is your intention when you speak? Because in the tone of voice, in the rhythm of our voice, 
in not only the words we say, but the way we say. It reflects our deepest intentions. Imagine. And we love when Andrea Lewis correlates the happy word that invariably builds up and brings the analogy of the bird's language when every sound makes melody. Because it reminds me of Chico Xavier's preferred song, the Hailey song, right? Talks about a bird. In Portuguese, there is a very beautiful twist. We wish even the English one would be changed by it, right? It says that we keep singing and we keep sharing the good, the good of love. So next time we speak, think of the bird in you when you're speaking, as if you're a bird singing. What kind of melody we want to sing? A melody for people to feel pity about you? To feel that you're poor me? No, you don't want that. I don't want that either. You want to console people, to reassure them. What do you want when you speak? Let's the, let this be the exercise for us, according to this message. Next time we speak, let us think of a bird in the next 24 hours, as if we are human birds, and double-checking the types of melody we are going to sing throughout the day. What do you want to sing? Shall we, friends? This is the message for us today. Andre Luis is inviting us to evolution. He says peace is everyone's achievement, inevitably. Today's, he finalizes this message saying, today's precipice will be the plains tomorrow, things change. Peace and harmony is our destiny. All we need to do is to co-create with God towards that direction. So let us begin it by using our words as true melodies to build up, as he says, and progress. The message today is all about progress, and I will finalize recalling the very verses of the High Lily in Portuguese, though. Since music is music, though I'm not a singer, but you can feel it to reinforce that that's our exercise for the next 24 hours. After all, any scripture is beautiful, but it's even more useful when we feel it. Eu vivo a vida cantando. Ai, Lili, ai, Lili, ai, Lu. Por isso sempre contente estou. O que passou, passou. O mundo 
mochila depressa e nessas botas eu vou cantando a canção tão feliz que diz Hi Lily, Hi Lily, Hi Low, for those who watch us in English. Hi Lily in Portuguese is so positive. The twist is always saying, not a sad song, but a happy song, telling us that everything that is in the past is in the past. So that's why we sing every day with our words, melodies of love, melodies of peace. Thank you, friends, for being here with us, forming this current of positive vibrations. The spirit of truth is setting us free one more day. Thank you, friends, and we see you tomorrow, God willing.